Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Frequency Dojo. Your sensei bros today will be Master Hayes and Master JB. Prepare to earn your black belt in Padrati. What's going on, film family? It's your boys, the film bros are in the building. I am CEO Hayes, one half of the film bros, and I am joined by my brother, the prodigal one. JB, what's going on, bro? What's going on, Hayes? We are back for another episode, ready to get into it, get into some news, and then talk some Cobra Kai. Let's do it, man. So the first piece of news that we got uh, before we get into anything, surprisingly, randomly dropped by Vanity Fair that Ben Affleck, who had even officially announced himself that he was done playing Batman, is coming back to play Batman in the new Flash movie. Now, this doesn't mean that he's back permanently because it's going to be a Flashpoint story, which kind of resets the timeline. Um, before it was actually reported that they were after Michael Keaton to come back as Batman in this role, uh, they actually released some art, too, of like Batman and Flash fighting side by side. In that art, it was the Michael Keaton Batman because I guess they were planning if ben didn't come back to use michael keaton uh what do you make of all this bro i know when we talked about it before you kind of made a sound when i mentioned uh ben affleck was coming back as batman would you have preferred michael keaton to come back i would have preferred anyone over ben affleck why ben affleck um, was a solid batman bro tell me who was a worse batman than ben affleck adam worse. west bro yo don't even go there bro adam, adam west, west is, is a like... terrible fucking batman bro, we we just have bro, we have bro, an affinity bro, bro, bro. for not, him you're not being fair. You're not we have an, fair we have era. an affinity for him because he was the first, right? My, right. Adam he, West was Adam West was a terrible Batman, bro. And I know I'm gonna get I know I'm gonna get flamed in the comments for this. Adam we West was a terrible not, Batman. He shouldn't even be in the conversation because he was the first, and it's a totally different era. Hey, I grew up with Adam West, not only with the original Batman movie, which a lot of people don't never see the original. The actual original. movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the '74. Um, yeah, it was definitely the '70s. Yeah. I would say or early '80s, like the old school Batman with like the Penguin and all that. And then also, I used to watch the TV shows every morning before school, which was also with Adam West. So he's like, well, that's and, like, well, that George Clooney and Val Kimmer were way worse Batman's than Ben Affleck. Nah, I disagree. You think George Clooney was a better George Batman Clooney than Ben Affleck? I'd have to think about it, but not Val Kilmer. I actually enjoy Val Kilmer. See, he played a very dark Batman, I think. See, to me, Ben was a great Batman. It was the story and what they, like, for, first, it in uh, Batman versus Superman, he was a very solid Batman. But then in Justice League, they wanted to, him to be, like, the comedic. Like, they tried to make him Iron Man. Like, he was cracking jokes and shit, and that's not Batman. So, uh, I think it was more the writers. I think Ben could be could have been a very great Batman. But help me understand something. If they're gearing towards, I thought Robert Pattinson is supposed to be the next Batman. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he be in this role? Well, that, then? that's the point of it being a Flashpoint story. And they said since then we're going to talk about the trailer for for the Batman starring Robert Pattinson dropped. But my thing is that even if they do plan on going forward with Pattinson as the Batman, the whole point of, of Flashpoint is it completely resets the storylines and it could bring multiple different worlds together. So they've said that it takes place on a different Earth version of earth kind of like what the joker did then what's been in the mainstream dc now they do plan to go forward with robert patterson and i think that this is going to bring every like because you know how like shazam we enjoyed shazam i think me and you talked about it overall but it has a completely different feel aquaman even though it, it picked up on some of the storylines from justice league still i think they i think they're finally setting their universe with the way that they want it to be and flashpoint is going to be a way to reset that i guess so i guess we'll have to wait and see how it is i, I just i'm a i'm a I don't want to say I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Ben Affleck, but I've liked some of his work. Um, I think some of his work is hit or miss. As Batman, though, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I mean, either way, I don't. I don't think this is going to be him coming back. So, I, I don't think he's going to have a huge role in the movie. I honestly, if he's in over over thirty minutes of this movie, I'd be surprised. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Now, for a trailer that just dropped that I'm super excited for, and I know you haven't got a chance to see it yet, so don't feel bad. We'll pick up on it when we talk again next week. But the, the trailer for The Batman Drop, starring Robert Pot, Robert 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 Pattinson. Mm -hmm. Um and we've got we got to see now that the Riddler is gonna be the main villain. It's gonna be a much darker take on Riddler than what of course than what Jim Carrey did. We got to see who's the casted? penguin. Um I can't remember who's who's the Riddler. I know they cast him a while ago. I can't remember. I know Colin Farrell's the penguin though. And Jim uh, Carrey will always be the Riddler for me. Yeah. But uh it's a much darker story. And then we got to see Pattinson's fighting style. We got to hear his voice as Batman. This is I, honestly looking at this, bro. I feel like it's not Christian Bale's Batman 
but they've taken kind of the framework of that Batman and made it into a younger. I, I really, I'm excited for this movie. I've always said that Pattinson's going to do a really good job at this, I feel. Um, and I think that, I hope that this story has really, uh, this trailer has really kind of helped some people see him as the Batman. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, since they announced Pattinson is going to be the new Batman, all eyes have been on him to see what's he going to do. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people have kind of boxed him in as like mm-hmm. his Twilight role. So, It'll be interesting to see what he does and uh, how he comes out of this. Now, Catwoman's also supposed to be in this, I think, right? She has, and we got to see Catwoman too. Got to see her as well. To, uh, she looks really good. Uh, her, her her costume is functional, so it's not like a Catwoman. It looks like a cat burglar. Like she's she's robbing costume. We got to see her uh, tussle with Batman a little bit too. So overall, they're going for a more gritty a gritty storytelling and more. It seems like realistic. They said that I know you're not a huge comic book person, but this is kind of. They had these comics in DC that it was year one, year two. And so year ones were the first year, them the origin stories basically. This is set in year two. So it's he's been around for a little while. The police are already familiar with him. He's working with the police, but he's still very early on. And that's why the Batmobile looks very rustic like it does. It's not refined. That's why a lot of this isn't refined because he's still figuring out this whole superhero story, the superhero thing. I think in all the Batman movies, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're more of a comic book head than I am, I don't think we've ever gotten this specific timeline so early um, in the in the Batman era. I mean, the, Batman the first begins. Uh, with Michael Keaton? No, Batman Begins, the first one with Christian Bale. That was the earliest that we got, because that showed him becoming the Batman, the one before the Dark Knight. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the earliest. So this kind of... Is like this would be between this this if we're if this was all one timeline which is not this movie would be between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight that's where that will fall at right which is nice yeah. it's nice it's it'll be nice so according to what I'm seeing here what is it coming out October of next year yep. is what it looks like yeah I'm just curious to see who uh, so like you said Colin Farrell is the Penguin Paul Dano is the Riddler he looks really familiar oh he's been in I, a lot of stuff uh he's uh, I feel like I know this guy yeah he's you I, I, gu- I guarantee you we've probably reviewed something he's been in I'm trying to think off the top of my head what else that he's in that we would have either reviewed or talked about just me and you as brothers um hmm he was in 12 years a slave which uh, he was in looper uh which I, I, I you haven't seen looper yet that's not your type of thing uh, I don't. I'm looking at his I'm his uh, IMDb now, and I, the movie I've seen him in, uh-huh. I can tell you right now. When I saw him in the movie, oh, okay, I I, I know what movie I saw him in. Which one? <laughs> you probably never seen it. It's a movie called The Ballad of Jack and Rose. No, I've never seen that shit. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he just, just yeah. Wait, wait, I'll you would have known him from The Sopranos. He was yeah, in he was The Sopranos. Also, I don't know where in Sopranos he was in though. I saw it, but I don't know what role he played. Yeah. But I definitely know him from uh, Jack and Rose. So yeah, that I, yeah, that'll be interesting. And uh, who's playing Catwoman? Catwoman is uh 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 Zoe Kravitz. Is that Lenny Kravitz's daughter? Yeah. No, no. Uh no. Uh not it's not. It's not his daughter, but it's his wife's daughter. Uh Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You got it. You got where I'm getting at. Shit. You you yeah, picking yeah. up what I'm putting down. You know what the fuck I, I'm saying. I I know exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, I'm really excited. They have a really good cast for this movie overall. Um and I love Batman. Like a a good there's, it's hard to beat a really good Batman movie because it gives you everything. And and they have said in this movie they're going to be highlighting more the detective aspect of Batman than just, like, the superhero. So there's going to be a, a more down-to-earth take on it. I think they're setting the stage uh, to to have a lot of characters, a lot of villains' origin stories in this as well. I hope it doesn't feel overcrowded once we do see it. But, you know, after you see the trailer, bro, text me. We got to talk about it, even if you don't get to talk about it here. So uh, we'll get into yeah. that. But that is all the news, huh? I was going to say, last thing, do you think because of the success of Joker and how, like, Joker was more not really, like, superhero-y, like, more people are going to start to try to go in that direction? Because, like you just said, Batman, this Batman, is not going to be so superhero. It's going to be more story-driven. Well, this was already set and written They they before they knew that Joker was going to be a success. I think that DC, this could be, whereas we've always tried to, like, people compare DC and Marvel movies, but... I think with Joker and some of the other ones, they've said that they can be different, right? Different than Marvel. If DC wants to truly stand out from what Marvel's doing, they ha- it has to be shit like this. Because we know Marvel's owned by Disney. They're not going rated R. They're not going too gritty with their with their stuff. This is where DC can shine it. Absolutely. Yeah. But let's get into what we're here to review. So we've been doing the Karate Kid series. We did all three movies. We're here to do Cobra Kai Season 1 today. JB.
Banzai. Daniel LaRusso here for LaRusso Auto. We are chopping prices on all of our inventory. Johnny, I knew it was you. This is Johnny Lawrence. He and I go way back. Oh, this is a guy who's ass you kicked. If you want to get technical, I kicked his face. <laughs> Here we go, come oh, I didn't know you guys were trying to buy beer. I'm... Oh. <laughs> hey! Watch your car, man. Get the hell out of here, loser. <laughs> Was that like Taekwondo or something? It's karate. Do you think you could teach me? I'm driving home from work yesterday, and in this strip mall, I see... After 30 years, I thought that guy might have changed, but he's still the same prick. I heard you beat up a bunch of teenagers. I didn't beat up any teenagers. I kicked the crap out of a bunch of assholes who deserved it. Thinks he could bring Cobra Kai back to the valley? Yeah. Not on my watch. I don't even know where to start with this. Like, I, I guess let's start with the fact of like when this was first announced. I'll tell you right Our now. Initial feelings. When this was announced initially, when they said they were doing a Cobra Kai thing before the first trailer, ever, whatever. When they said they were doing it, I said this was gonna be the biggest crock of shit put on. Like, why bother Karate Kid? Why? Why no? Like, reboot the shit. Why go back to it? You're really picking up Johnny, who hasn't really been in a lot of shit since Karate Kid. Like, had a huge career. But, bro, this shit proved the first episode. I was like, fuck it, you guys got me. So when I heard that Karate Kid was coming back, mm. initially, just for a short period, I was really happy. Because I'm like, okay, we're getting back Karate Kid. Then when I found out it's going to be geared toward, this is before I saw any anything, it was going to be geared towards Johnny and his story. Mm. And that's why the show is called Cobra, Cobra Kai. I was like, this is stupid as shit. Why is anyone going to want to watch this? Because everyone wants to see, you know, Danny. No one wants to see Johnny. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be so stupid. And then I saw the first episode. And even in the beginning of the first episode, when they opened with Johnny, I'm like, why should, why do we care? Like, really and truly, why do we care about this guy? He was in one movie. He was the villain. Why do we really give a fuck about this guy? And then going through episode one, they got me, bro. Like you said, they got me and they had me. Ever since season one, season two, and so forth, they've gotten me. And I mean, I have to give a shout out, not even the acting. The acting has been okay, mm -hmm. but I think the writing has been absolutely fucking brilliant in this entire series. Bro, this this story-wise, right, is better than anything in any of the Karate Kid movies. Yes. Because, it, because it, it brings the mix of everything. It's comedy, the depth. Like, I don't think that... The Karate Kid movies aren't, like, especially the original one. There's depth, more depth there than what you would think, especially if you go looking for it. But, like, when you see the story of a broken man, him trying to get back on his feet, and he just can't catch a break and every, It's... The writing this is top is top notch, bro. I don't know who the head writer of this is. Or were all the episodes written by the same people? I don't know. I didn't do that depth of research, but... Like they, I, the fact that they haven't won any awards, I'm glad that they're moving to Netflix because that's I think is going to make them more eligible for awards than it, when they were on YouTube. But they need something, bro. Hey, so yeah, I mean, absolutely. The problem is, the first couple of seasons was on YouTube original, mm -hmm. and I I don't I mean I don't want to shit on YouTube original. I have no idea what their number count is like in terms of subscribers, but YouTube, uh, you know, YouTube Red or whatever the hell they call their mm -hmm. YouTube TV, whatever it is, it's called. Um, it's not necessarily the biggest platform, obviously. Yeah. So because of that, I don't think a lot of eyes were on them. But because of the show being so popular, it, it blew up on social media and everything. So I think a lot more people saw season two. And, and now that they're going to be on Netflix, even a bigger platform, I think we're going to see some big things um, from Cobra Kai. Now, do you know if all seasons are coming to Netflix or are they just like starting off with season three? I think they're just going to take it one at a time, but there's no way after a season because this season will be good as yeah. the others. And after it blows up, I think Netflix is going to probably, you know, go them into doing some sort of contract extension for multi years and whatever. And, uh, you know, the thing is nowadays, most most shows don't go for eight, nine, 10, 15 years mm -hmm. and stuff like some of the older shows. So if you get six, seven seasons out of the show, that's good. And I don't want to see more than that either. So they're already well, this next season going to be what season three, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So they probably have another at max three to four seasons. So I could see Netflix just giving them a multi-year extension and just wrapping up the whole season, uh, the whole show series on Netflix. Yeah, I can see that too. I think, uh, yeah, Netflix is going to be where it lives. Like, once Netflix got that contract, and we've seen it happen before, Netflix has gotten contracts for, like, 
old shows that were gone and canceled and then let it stream for like a year and saw that the response to it was huge. And now they, they re-up and they come up with a new season of it. So Netflix has shown that they can do this. I definitely think Cobra Kai is going to be hugely successful. They already have all the Karate Kid movie streaming on on um, Netflix as well. So it just it's synergy all across the board. Um, so um, I, I just kind of want to get into the movie a little bit. And I kind of want to get your, your take because um, we're, we're brothers, obviously, but also – the way we think about movies, I always find it interesting, especially your outtakes. I want to ask you, based on what we know of Johnny from from uh, you know the first movie. I know I joke around and say Johnny was the was the well, not the victim and stuff like that. Yeah. But on a serious note, based on what we saw, Johnny is such a, a horrible villain, bullying Danny, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. At what point in Cobra Kai did you start? Because they wanted you auto automatically to have some emotion mm -hmm. for Johnny and feel bad for him because his life has kind of turned out to be sort of shitty. Yeah. At what point did you start to garner emotion towards him? Or did it take a while or was it immediate? It was immediate for me because now as a grown man, right? Like when you're a kid and you look at stuff. You got it. But as a grown man, you get it, right? And there are this is real life. How many how often do you see the people who were bullies in school? Right. The people who were the jocks, the popular ones, they end up being used car salesmen and hate and hate their fucking life. So this yes. wasn't that far off. This felt very like the way the real life goes for a lot of people. Now, with that being said, when you saw Karate Kid 3, did you feel any remorse for Crease? Because it's around, kind of the same same path there because Crease was broken and then for me, no, it's no, not the same thing, but I, same. let me get your take on that. Not the same because Kreese purposely corrupted kids. Yes. Whereas Johnny, even when he reboots Cobra Kai longer, when it goes further into the season, he really wants to help these children. And he's doing it the best way he knows he knows how. He is very much like he, he cares about the kids that were around him. Kreese, you never got that he cared. Chris cared about his own legacy and used the kids for his legacy, but he didn't care about the children themselves. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100 percent, 100 percent. With Johnny's case, Johnny was brain, sort of brainwashed by Chris. Chris was doing the brainwashing, whereas here, Johnny, his life is sort of in shambles because of the brainwashing. And, you know, he lost everything and kind of his life is a mess. So, yeah, I agree with that 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and I think. I think overall, like this shows the difference between Johnny and Crease. You know, next season is what that we'll talk about. So next week we'll talk about Crease popping back up. But um, I think Johnny, even though they don't outright say it, he carries. He knows where Crease went, went wrong with him, right? He knows the problems that he had with the way that Crease taught him and kind of threw him to the side after he lost to Danny or whatever. So he he cares about these children. Yeah, and I really like the fact that they didn't they didn't um. They didn't bring back Johnny, and now that he's in this good role, and I'm going to use a wrestling term because, you know, we're old school wrestling heads. They didn't bring him back as like a baby, like a, a you know, a total still white a face. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he has that edge on him. He's not a straight good guy. He has that edge. He drinks. He gets into fights, and he still has that edge, but you sort of want to root for him because you know he's trying to do the right thing. So I like the way they bring back Johnny. Do you? Okay. So to bring another wrestling term. They didn't do the double turn, right? So they didn't make Danny the bad guy either. Now, they did show that Danny, even being older, how he's kind of a dick to Johnny, right? Right. And it, I think that they added so much complex, complexity to both these characters that it made the storytelling better. Because whereas back when the original Karate, Karate Kid came out in, what, 82 or whatever, there was very much you had your, your good guys, you had your villains. That was it. We are now in a more complex storytelling time where people want to see more complexity out of both their villains and their and their good guys. And really, Danny and Johnny are on two sides of the of the coin. Had, for example, Johnny met Mr. Miyagi and Danny met Kreese when after they moved there, they could have been this whole their whole lives could have been flip flop. Absolutely. And you kind of touched on that when we did Karate Kid 3 saying, what if Daniel would have been trained by uh, Silver? Mm -hmm. Then we, we would have gotten healed, healed Daniel. So, yeah, absolutely. Now, also think about this for a second. To you and I, there is no villain here because, you know, Johnny is trying to go through that 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 uh, good guy. And, and Daniel's not not a bad guy at all. However, let's take 
us who are longtime fans of this series and this franchise out of the equation. Let's talk about your son, for example, who's maybe, but maybe I don't know if he's seen the Karate Kids, but let's say someone who's never seen the old school Karate Kids and they're just seeing Cobra Kai for the first time. They may actually look at look at Daniel as the villain. Like true. here's this guy Johnny that's like trying to do good with his life, and here's this asshole, this rich asshole that's trying to bring him down. Why? Someone who doesn't know the full history might kind of, and even if they know the full history, they may look at at Daniel as the villain here. I mean, even when you look at like D- Daniel, him like teaching, man when he's down, him well, him teaching Johnny's son, and then once he finds out that it's Johnny's son, it kind of it was a second there where he's like, all right, maybe should I not teach him then? And then it's more like, oh well, let me let me show let me show your dad how he fucked up with you, and I'm a better father than your dad is, and that's kind of fucked up. Bad intentions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no, yeah, I'm just saying, it, and it goes into the whole rivalry thing. Like people have these rivalries with people that they've known since high school or whatever, and they hold on to them, and they don't realize that at some point you become as much as an antagonizer as the person antagonized you in high school, and it doesn't make you that much better of a person. Like in this, I will say the fact that Danny's keeping Mr. Miyagi's teachings going, but like even even if you look at his daughter. His daughter doesn't really care about it. So there are flaws on both sides of the coin here. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit about Danny and Johnny. And, and you know, you just brought up uh, Johnny's son. Let, let, let's touch on him a little bit because – wait, that didn't sound right. But let's talk about him for a little bit because I love this kid's character. And I, there mm-hmm. were some rumors that, like, he may be written out of the show, which would be absolutely horrible because – He's he's an important part to this piece because he's the he, I feel like he is the one that kind of has a lot of conflict be- between Johnny and, and Daniel because like you said that's Johnny's son. Yeah. Johnny feels the type of way that Daniel's is, is training him. Daniel feels like he has one over on John because he's training his son. And there's that wedge there. And I thought the kid did a really good job. I mean I've never seen him anything else. I don't know if this is his first major role or whatever, but he's been doing a great job and. You know, he's sort of like that good guy, but he has an edge as well. Because when we first met him, he was doing a lot of, you know, uh, criminal activities and stuff. Mm -hmm. But Daniel has kind of, in like a Miyagi sort of way, pulled him in and, you know, through through karate has gotten him to be a better person. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you you see, like, um, he could have very well went the role of of Johnny, for example, right? Yes. Um, But he does have an edge. And... He wants he he's searching for that father figure, and for a, a long time he wants Johnny. He may like get pissed off by Johnny and whatever, but you can tell that there's something in there that he wants. Just be a better father to me. You feel me? But because Danny, he looks up to Danny. He looks up to what Danny has, like giving him a job and and just what he's able to do and teach him. And the fact that he has that that calmness about him. So yeah, I think. I didn't read any of that, and I don't. I don't really read up a lot on TV show news. I kind of I'm more so with the movies, but um, I, it would be a travesty if they were to write his character out. I, I agree 100. percent Like like I said, I think his his character is a, a intricate role, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Like it's just been rumors, and I don't really follow too much TV news as well. But Cobra Kai is is one thing I've kept my eye on only because I'm you know I've enjoyed it so much, and um, I'll even go I'll even go as far as to say of all these reboots we've gotten in terms of TV shows, mm-hmm. Fuller House, Roseanne, uh, all these reboots we've gotten into TV shows by by far Cobra Kai has been my favorite. Snowpiercer for me, but this is a close second. I've only seen the first three episodes of Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. I have to go back and watch it. I saw the first three episodes that look really good. But yeah, for, for the, the fact that you just said that, now I'm gonna have to really go back and watch the episodes because <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. huge. Snowpiercer definitely, but of 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 but Snowpiercer was a fairly still new property. Like that movie came out like what three years before the TV show came out, so it wasn't like it was a huge uh, time period between them. But as far as like. The reboots of like 80s and 90s properties yeah this is definitely this is definitely the best it's, it's far up there one character that i that i wouldn't mind getting ridden off you tell me if you disagree with me or not miguel and it's more so in the second season because i really liked him in the first season but miguel's character i really could do without bro i don't think so because miguel, like miguel's character if you think about it miguel's character is sort of the he's he's daniel basically he's the guy that get that got bullied a little mm-hmm. bit he's the shy kid and and stuff like that so he's the one that i'm pretty sure if we were to like go back and see what like the masses are saying about the show mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure that's the he's probably the most popular person of all the kids because he's the one that like most people are going to relate to like I oh yeah i got both 
you know. His, yeah, his, and um, his acting's terrible to me though. His acting is absolutely <laughs> terrible. It's it's absolutely terrible. But I think it in a way it kind of works. Mm-hmm. And um, I I will say though I love the chemistry, and I love the the back and forth with him and Johnny. And I feel like Miguel is the character. Like if they okay, I think maybe tell me if I'm wrong. Would you be more okay with them not necessarily writing Miguel off, but recasting Miguel? Because I think you need Miguel because Miguel is the one that kind of makes Johnny human. Miguel that. was the one, Miguel was the one who made Johnny sort of full forward with this uh, Cobra Kai thing. Miguel is the one who made you know we'll see later in season two, which we'll talk about, that gives Johnny emotion. He mm. it's the first person he's cared for. In some ways, it looks like Johnny cares more about Miguel than his own son. Mm. It looks like, yeah, I, it, I mean, I think you need a character in in Miguel. And you said you saying recasting probably would help it because I get it. Story he is needed, but that his acting is just so fucking cringy, bro. That it just there's scenes in it where he's trying to carry some form of emotional weight. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> no, it's not it's not for you. But uh, I mean, his story overall, I guess, is pretty solid. And we haven't gotten to the tournament also because there's this thing where they do like the reverse with the crane kit thing that I definitely want to talk about. Um, but yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I get why he's needed. It's that that actor, though. Uh, he's fucking terrible, man. He's terrible. While, while we're um, just doing the whole, uh, you know, cast analysis, there's two mm. other characters I want to talk about. Okay. Um, the first uh, character I want to talk about, which we didn't talk about, is is Daniel's daughter. Amanda. Um, how, um, Amanda, how, how did you like her? By the way, she's hot as hell. And before anyone thinks I'm I'm nuts and whatever, keep in mind, she's at the, t- the uh, season one. She's she actually like, older than us. She was like 20. No, she's not older than us. No, in real life, she's older than us. No, no, no. She's 24. Bro, I thought she was born in 81 daniel's daughter in the show i could have sworn no oh you're right bro i'm tripping i'm thinking about his yeah, wife she's tw- yeah 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 she, 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 right he, yeah. the daughter is like 24 in, yeah. in season one she's like 22 so i don't i know she plays like 16 or some shit on the show so no one flipped but anyway um yeah i think she's good looking but anyway th- what i wanted to say was i also enjoy her in this and she's the one that sort of because of her that's why cobra kai and and daniel's dojo have have beef because i think miguel and johnny's son a lot of their issues and beef have to do with her that's true that's true i mean it's it's always it would anytime there's a there's a karate kid story the the woman plays a major part in how the story focuses now luckily i don't think any of these guys were as big as poon hounds as danny was thank god no, I, I don't think uh, Johnny's son. I don't think is a poon hound. I don't think I don't think Daniel has gotten to that part of the lessons yet. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the wax on wax off lesson. That's what <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. That's a wax on wax off. Lick on, lick off. Oh man. So okay. So like I, we've talked about it a lot. We talked about some of the story or whatever. Like. Danny really kind of gets reinvigorated into doing karate and, and revitalizing Miyagi's dojo once he hear that they're starting Cobra Kai back up, right? Right. And then it's the, then it's the mad dash to training to the tournament because they they the tournament's coming back to what do you what do you think about like they had to do a tournament in this first season of this series, right? They had to. Of course, they have to bring out the All Valley, and I, like from the minute they even spoke about All Valley, we already know it's gonna be Miguel and Johnny's son in the finals. Yeah, it's absolutely, automatic. absolutely. Uh, I wanted to say, though, just uh, one more uh, character mm-hmm. who I feel, and you might disagree, I think outside of, no, man, I think this character is probably the most in-depth character in terms of, like, sort of how they're, this character, I feel, has the most, ev- evolved the most in the entire season, and that's Hawk. Do you remember Hawk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hawk was the kid that was like the nerdy kid that yeah. kind of got bullied, and then he joined Cobra Kai, and now he's this total freaking badass. He's probably one of my he's probably top three of my favorite characters on the show i love that character hawk is you know you had to bring like he's that character that comes back and you would never expect him to have the role that he did no you would he, never he expect it. yeah you would never expect that but he does play a very big role in this in this show and he's one of the better characters i agree with that 100 percent. absolutely so I, like you said the all valley tournament's coming back Mm-hmm. We're gonna get we're gonna get Miyagi and we're gonna get Cobra Kai. And what, was it? What do you think about them? Re, well, naming Miyagi's version of karate Miyagi Do. I hate that every time they said that shit. It just, bro. But but that's what it was called. Even that, in, in I don't the, remember in the it ever being called that. Like, man, and maybe that we just did a whole review of it. I cannot pinpoint a single time it was called that, and maybe I just I just missed it. 
There is only one time I know for a hundred percent. Part two definitely no, it never came up. Okay. It could have maybe came up in part three, but I know for sure part one in the finals when they announced Daniel, they're like Daniel from the from the uh, Miyagi Do, and then Daniel was like Miyagi Do. Miyagi. I remember Daniel corrected the announcer. Mm. That's the only part okay. I remember hearing it. I don't know if it was anywhere else in part one or part three, but yeah, they called it the Miyagi Do. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know if it's just the way that it's said here. It just irritates me every fucking time they say this shit. And we hear it so much in this se- season. I'm just like, fuck. Stop. Just stop it. Stop with the shit. But uh, go ahead. Let me ask you this question. As much, because we both are v- we're very high on Mr. Miyagi and Pat Morita in general. Mm-hmm. But as good as a character he was, as good as an actor he was, do you think he would have fit? In Cobra Kai, because I say no, I don't think so. But keep in mind, he would have probably been like eighty years old or something. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I, I don't like. I feel Miyagi in this would have the, the movie would be, the show would have been different because I think a lot of the trials and tribulations Danny's going through, it's because he doesn't have Miyagi with him. And you see, sometimes he goes into the dojo and he's talking to the picture of Miyagi, like mm-hmm. you always knew what to do. And and I like seeing that. Like he doesn't have the guy that's been. We all know he definitely doesn't have his mom ever. We've already talked about that millions, you know, millions of times. Mm-hmm. So Miyagi was like that parental figure for him that he no longer has now. Yeah, I mean, for sure, you, 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 me, and we talked about this. Like, me, whenever Karate Kid, whatever Miyagi not being in the story, his pre, they do a great job of his presence filling, staying felt throughout this this series, and we'll talk about it sure. more in season two as well. Like, he's like this, this the spirit that kind of hovers over everything that, that especially with Danny, like it's like, he's trying to live up to that legacy of what Miyagi did for him. And he falls short because Miyagi, we talked about it before. Miyagi's damn near this perfect being. And Danny is not that. So when that take, when that, when that influence is taken away from you, sure you feel that void. So. Absolutely. So yeah, like, I think you made a good point though, even though he, Miyagi's not in this, they do a good job that you still sort of feel his presence and see his presence sort of. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So we finally get to the All Valley Tournament. Do you want to, Is there anything else before we get into the tournament itself that you want to talk about that happened over the store? I mean, we get the typical teaching, right? Like the 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 lessons from Danny that he's teaching uh, that he doesn't know that he's learning, and then it all comes to get very much the same as in the original Karate Kid. Do you think that you know? Because you have to play homage in a sense, right? Without necessarily exactly exactly copying what was done before. Did that work for you, or were you like, okay, we we know where it's going. Let's just let's just speed through it. Or how did you how do you feel about Danny's uh, part in that? No, I love I love it because, like you said, it's paying homage to the original franchise. But yeah. also, we we also have to not be greedy because this is not just our story to watch. I'm sure there's a whole new set of audiences that don't know shit about Karate Kid, so now they're learning this stuff. So you know, down the road, if they see it again, they're like, oh, I remember this from Cobra Kai season one. So they're introducing it to a whole brand new audience. So yeah, I like that they did that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The tournament, the thing that we wait for in, in Karate Kid movies, uh, when when there's going to be one, uh, the, the montages. Yeah, the montages. What did you think about it here, man? I think. Uh, updated version of an 80s montage, they did very well. They did well, but it's no 80s montage. Yeah. So I, I think they did okay. And um, I don't, the reason why I, I feel like it's okay is because I don't think it was memorable. It's sort of forgettable. So there's nothing, it's nothing like an 80s montage. But at the same time, you can't really compare a, a movie montage to a TV show montage. It's going to be, sure. diff, you know, different sort of things. Sure. But. Yeah, it was, it, it was, I'm not going to shit on anything in Cobra Kai season one. So I would say in terms for a TV show, 100% passable. Okay. Okay. The fighting itself. I, I alluded to it before. Miguel used the crane kick in this. What did you think about it? Yeah. How did that go though? Cause it wasn't like an actual, was it the actual crane kick though? It was, I don't think it was the actual crane kick. It was the Miguel's version. It was of Miguel's version kick. of the crane kick, but it, the, the bell rang, boom, he kicked him in the face. It was over with. It wasn't like it wasn't as epic. Like it's like I think that what they did is that they knew we had an expectation. When the, when is the crane kick gonna come up? When is it gonna come up? It, is 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 uh is uh Robbie gonna use it in the tournament? When is it gonna come up? And instead, it's like oh, let's just, it was literally like the second match Miguel had that he just used it and I got know. it the fuck up out the way. So I I, know. I I enjoyed that. I love when they play off our expectations and deliver something completely different, but it's still I understand why they did it. 
Yeah, I think they did it because they want to satisfy, like, you know, people are going to be like, oh, we want to see the Queen. So they satisfy the need, but it comes out in an unexpected way. Now, let me actually going into this. Obviously, we all know it's going to be Daniel versus Johnny's son in the, uh, in, in the finals. Mm. But what was your prediction? Who did you think would win? Um, honestly, I thought Robbie was going to win because it's typical storytelling, right? Um, I really thought well, that he was going to, what? Go ahead. No, yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. But I like what they did because even though Miguel did win, he didn't win in a way. Because even Johnny's disappointed. Like, Johnny's looking like, what the fuck did I create? And I think that that sells a lot about Johnny and what separates Johnny from Kreese. Because Kreese would have loved to have Miguel as a student, right? To do that to, to do that shit and get ruthless with it. And we start seeing what I wanted to see with Danny in uh, the third one where I was like, I would love to see more dark Danny. Like, Miguel, we see this this innocent kid who was bullied and stuff. And then by the end of it, especially going to season two, he's a complete dick. And Johnny's even like, oh, this is just too much. So, like, I, I, I it wasn't my expectation of what I thought the season would end on. But I like it more because, it, A, it subverted my expectations. But like we said before, the shades of great that they tell in this story make it so much more worth it. Yeah, for me, my thinking was Miguel is probably going to win, mm -hmm. but they're probably going to make Robbie win because it's just like, okay, when it rained, it pours for Johnny. So, like, Johnny came up with this, he recreated Cobra Kai, and he's, he went to the finals and lost again. But, I, like, it, the way I was fantasy booking in my head was, like, I have Miguel win, so Johnny now finally has one up on Daniel. For me, but wasn't Robbie and Miguel, that wasn't Robbie and Miguel fighting in there for me. For me, that was Johnny, Johnny and Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I was like, okay, I, I want Johnny to get the win. So at least he gets one back basically. And, and I think that's why they wrote it that way. And they, they did that extra layer, as you mentioned, where they had Miguel do it in sort of like a ruthless fashion. So now Miguel sort of looks like the bad one, but not really because his mind is all clouded. And now that further pisses off Daniel and makes Johnny look even worse. Cause now Daniel's thinking like, Oh, the same things you learned, you're teaching on to your students when that's so far from the case, exactly. but that tensions continue to rise there. Yeah. And uh, so did you at all think that we were going to end this kind of like, you know, how Karate Kid 2 started off that we were going to get a fight between Danny and Johnny. Um, They did fight though. Did they, they did that? Not in this, they fought throughout the, in the season somewhere. It wasn't what, in the was, last episode. It was, was it season one or season two when they had that fight at the house. That was season one. That yeah. So they did have one. a fight. But, right. They did have a yeah. fight. But and and what I'll say, I may get crucified for this too. Johnny, I believe Danny now is an adult. He doesn't look athletic at all, bro. Like when he's doing this karate shit, like I don't know. It's like the, he has these like broad or narrow shoulders, but long arms, and something just looks awkward there for me when he does karate as now as an adult. That I just it's not believable like it was when he was a kid. You talking about Daniel, right? Yeah, I'm talking about Daniel. Yeah, even Daniel, even in the show, he says like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not as athletic, and I'm out of shape and stuff." And yeah. it looks it obviously. Yeah. Uh, Johnny still looks decent, man. He still looks like he can go. Yeah, Johnny. That's why I say it's not Johnny at all because i johnny could fucking they can have an action scene where johnny takes out four or five motherfuckers and i would believe that shit hands down but if danny was to do this shit i'd be like nah man but if you think about it it kind of makes sense a little because johnny's that single guy that uh, no, i'm not saying he's young because dan daniel, daniel and him is pretty much almost the same age but yeah. johnny's the uh, the the single guy that has that edge whereas danny he's had more of a laid-back life now he has the wife and kid yeah but he has the dad body. He has a good job. He yeah. has some money. So he's that, you know, he's not into that fighting game anymore. Whereas Johnny, Johnny probably had never stopped, uh, you know, his karate thing throughout. He's probably been doing it throughout, you know? And he's and he's been a bum. I'm sure he's gotten plenty of bar fights in the last couple oh, of years. Oh, yeah, decades. yeah. I'm sure he's if you look up YouTube, you've seen a bunch of bum fights <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> but all right, anything, what, what, what you got left, man? I know we talked about the end of the tournament. We talked about how kind of the season ended. You know, we got season two that we're going to be getting into next week where I probably have even more to say because as good as, as great as season one was, it was great. Let me say it was, it was amazing. Season two is like, it's one of those few shows that it it's improving. Like I'm so hyped yes. for season three because I just think it just keeps getting better and the story keeps getting better. So, but go ahead. Yeah. Just uh, the last thing I want to kind of, talk about a little bit for season or season one is those last three minutes or whatever when you know you see a, a, someone talking in the shadows and out comes crease who by yeah. the way i don't know how old crease is but he still looks pretty damn good for his age and i'm not yeah. really sure how he old gotta he be is old as shit bro like he, he yeah. has to be in his what 60s uh yeah yeah, yeah yeah man he has to be in the 60s martin cove though looks pretty damn good and uh 
I pop, man. I, although I know he's supposed to be a bad guy. But 72, this, bro. Wow, he looks amazing. Well, if he's 72, at the time of that filming, he might have been like 69. At the time of the season, he would have been 70 because it was like two years ago. Yeah. But he looks absolutely phenomenal. And uh, like I said, I popped when he came in. I, I know he's supposed to be this big, ruthless villain, but... It's that nostalgia factor hitting us. Yeah. The newer people who are now watching the show for the first time, they're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? But for the old heads, it's it's popping. He does – we're going to talk about it next week, but he does great in, in season two. But, yeah, what were your initial reactions when you saw Kreese? Because we never knew Kreese was coming out. It was never announced. It, it just – it was a surprise. I think for me, when I saw – when I saw Kreese, when Kreese came out the shadows, bro – I popped. It was like when AJ Styles debuted in the WWE. Raw Rumble. Yeah, yeah, like I'm serious, man. It was when he stepped out of. His, I, and when when he when I heard his voice, he sounds different. He's older. His voice has changed. Yes. So I'm like, well, who the fuck is this gonna be? And when <laughs> he came out of those shadows, bro, I popped. Like I was like, can season two start today? Can we? Is there any way that we can get season two to start today? Because it was just, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that's the only thing I hate about watching shows live. I hate having to wait. Like a lot of times, I wait until the show is over before I start watching and binge because you don't have to wait until next week or next season. You watch all of it. But yeah, yeah. I was the same way. And and I'm like even more than that. At the end of season two, which we you know we won't talk about, I even was like, can season three start tomorrow? But and I just wanted to say they're doing a phenomenal job of those cliffhangers yeah. and, and wanting the people wanting to see what happens next season. So they did it at the end of season one. We'll talk about it at the end of season two. So, yeah, I mean, just all around, all around, I have to give my, my you know, my praises to the writers, the directors, the cast of the show. Cobra Kai has been absolutely phenomenal. So something that we learned in Karate Kid 3, right, last week, is that Terry Silver actually owns the name Cobra Kai. Johnny's yes. been using it and reopened the dojo. Has he opened himself up now to a lawsuit because he's using the name Cobra Kai? Like, Terry so, Silver should be on his ass about it. Go ahead. So, no, because I think... I think John Johnny does own that that um Johnny does own that location of Cobra Kai and mm -hmm. also they bring up Terry Silver's name in Cobra Kai season 1. Yeah, I remember. When yeah, when Daniel is trying to get Cobra Kai shut down, I remember they said something along the lines like it's the name is the owner's name is Terry Silver or something. Some something along those lines. I forget exactly how they use his name, but um yeah, I, don't, I think at least for this one location, yeah. Now, if he starts to start franchising and shit, mm. then, yeah, possibly he could get sued. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. I do think we'll get Terry Silver eventually, though. I think he's going to be in season three. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. If yeah. not season three, that at some point. When you kind of look at, like, the way that season three is built up, uh, and we'll talk about the cliffhanger next week, I really yes. think that we're going to get we're going to get Terry Silver. We're going to get the character who was alluded to. We're going to say that. We're going to find out that some of these kids may be closer related to the storyline than what we thought initially as well. So I'm really, really excited for season three. Cool. So uh, I know usually we give ratings. I don't know if you want to give a rating on this. Uh, how do you want to do it? I, I, before you do that, though, I do want to also ask you, mm -hmm. in addition to ratings or whatever you want to do, who was your overall favorite character of season one? Johnny. 100%. Uh, a hundred, yeah, Johnny was... Now it's going to change in season two. I'll let you know that right now. But Johnny season one, by far, bro. By far, I didn't yeah. I didn't think that... that I always forget the, the actor who plays Johnny. His, he's always just Johnny to his me. His name? Uh, yeah, Williams, William, William Zabaka. Zabaka. Yeah. yeah. His acting is way better than I would have ever given him credit to be able to do. Absolutely, which is nuts because... And I may be wrong on this, but outside of like Karate Kid, I don't know what else is... I mean... I know, like, he did a couple of 80s movies and stuff, mm -hmm. but, like, since Karate Kid series, I don't know if he what, what else he's done. I haven't seen him do anything. I'm sure he must have been in some stuff, but nothing that I can remember. And outside of Karate Kid stuff, the only other movie I remember him in was this movie in the 80s, which I don't know if you remember, called Just One of the Guys. Mm, yeah. he, and it, he played literally the same exact Johnny character. He was the bully and picking on the kids and throwing people's lunch all over the place at school. And um, yeah, I don't know, but he, yeah, he's a, he's a great actor. He's had a bunch of straight-to-video releases mm. and like sci-fi channel type stuff. Like, he's literally been, had a movie out every year. So, Karate Kid 1 dropped in 84, right? He's right. been in the movie every year from 84 till 1995. He then had a two-year break, then had another movie in 97, 99, 2000, 2001, two, three in 2002. Wow. All throughout the 2000s. Then at 2007, he disappeared for another three years, came back in 2010, 
up until Karate Kid debut. So he's been in like a lot of straight to video releases and he's had like a whole straight to video career, which is funny because we we kind of think of like if actors aren't having mainstream movies, you kind of forget about them. Right. We think that they just fell off the face of the earth. But he's been an active actor basically since Karate he, way more than Danny LaRusso. Yeah. So Ralph Macchio, I should I, say. Yeah. Right. So at least he got that. Yeah. Danny, Daniel LaRusso is a is a, um, a, de- a car dealership guy. <laughs> but um, yeah. So at least, uh, you know, Williams back. Uh, he got that paycheck coming in. So that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. There you go. All right. So but you asked to answer your question. We got sidetracked. What would I give this a rating? Uh, nostalgia factor a 10 out of 10 for sure they nailed the nostalgia um but overall as a show it can't get a perfect 10 for me but it's a nine for sure solid nine if it wasn't for some of the acting and and i get it they didn't it's not like people had high expectations for the show like now they could probably get anybody they want to do this show uh and get better actors but the acting definitely keeps it from being a perfect a perfect 10 for me nostalgia factor is 10 out of 10 the story and the writing and the dialogue 10 out of 10 the acting they did lose some 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 points during the acting Mm -hmm. so uh for me i'd have to definitely give it an eight and a half out of ten um so we're we're along the same lines eight and a half nine out of ten it's not a 10 out of 10 for me but for a show coming out the out you know out the gate like that brand new even though it's a reboot sort of in sort of sort of not really a reboot i think they did a great job man great job absolutely great job yeah i definitely think this is a reboot this is a reboot slash it's a requel right a reboot and sequel all in once uh because they re reinvitalized the, the the franchise after that horrible jaden smith karate kid movie oh my god do you that think movie was so bad <laughs> exactly bro. Do you so think bad. there's any chance in hell? Season three, I doubt it. Season four, because like we say, now that it's on Netflix, it's going to blow up even more. The fact that it blew up to what it did on YouTube Red is crazy. That just shows you how right. great the show is. But now that it's going to be on Netflix, it's going to blow up even more. Any chance Hillary Swank comes back to this series? I can see that. I can see that. And let me tell you why. Because um, I remember reading this thing a while back ago. If we're just talking Karate Kid canon mm-hmm. in the timeline, Daniel LaRusso and and whatever the hell Hillary Swank's character's name was, they would have definitely crossed paths yeah, while sure. she was getting trained by by Maggie. As a matter of fact, Daniel might have been a, a student of Maggie's during that same time frame. He might have been so, a teacher at. He might have. Matter of fact, just because we didn't see it doesn't mean that. Hell, he could have taught her a couple of lessons himself. Exactly. Yeah. So, I do think um, it would be. I don't think she'd be a regular on the show. But I could I could definitely see us getting her even for like one episode as a cameo. But that leads me to ask you another question. We talked about Terry Silver. Um, we talked about well, we haven't really talked about well, we did earlier in in the podcast different episodes. We talked about uh, Ali and we talked about Terry Silver. Is there anybody else you would like to see come back in this? His mom I know came back. She was in it for a little role. Yeah. Typical La- Mrs. Larusso there for five minutes and then gone. I honestly think it would be Hillary Swank is the only one that I that I that we like I said Silver I'm sure we're coming back we're getting Allie back um, Chosen cho- I would love to see Chosen. oh yeah yeah I would love to see Chosen I would love to see uh we, we, Kumiko I would love to see her come back too um yeah so I mean as this series continues I would like to see everyone who's still alive to come even if it's a one episode like I would love to see like Chosen come back and like for some reason. Him and Danny are like friends now. Chosen has gotten his life together. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be thing. But what if like I could absolutely see Chosen coming back. Remember, Daniel's like into the like auto dealership. What if Chosen had a, a like he was like the guy that he was getting the car from from Japan or whatever. See? Yeah, there's a lot of different routes you can go with it. You know, someone who I think 100% is coming to this show, oh. only because I've been seeing his name pop up everywhere all of a sudden, is the guy who plays, um, uh, shit, what's his name? Mike Barnes from, from uh, Karate Kid 3? Yeah, we, when we talked he's about that. He's been doing a lot of interviews the, recently. When we did the episode uh, last week, I, I think he's going to come back. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these guys, like, for example, in season one, we got the the Xander kid who was defending champion, right? He was only back in one episode. And he his his type of karate was like Topanga Do or something like that. What if Topanga Barnes was Do? his teacher? I'm serious. I think that Topanga was the name from, of it. Topanga from Boy Meets World. I'm, I'm serious, bro. Go and look it up. I'm 90% sure that was the name of, his, of the type of karate he did. <laughs> okay. I believe I'm telling you. you. I'm telling you. I, I'm looking it up right now. Hold on. <laughs> Topanga Karate. T-O-P-A-N-G-A karate was the name of his the karate he did. Yo, that was a someone someone that's a rib, bro. Bro, this is this isn't even Wikipedia. This is the official 
uh, a Karate Kid encyclopedia. Topanga Karate. That. that is crazy. That stuck out to me, bro. It stuck out to me because I'm like, Topanga, that's like a 90s kids reference. They knew what they were doing with Shit. it. Shit, do we get Corey Matthews in this game? <laughs> <laughs> bro, we got to go. Fuck it, man. We, we, we've trolled that's enough, it. man. What do you, what, tell the people where they can find you, man. Oh, no, but you, you didn't get to pick. Who? So who would be your person? Come back. Chosen? Uh, yeah, I think Chosen would be the number one, my number one person. I really wish Sato was alive because I would have loved to see Sato yeah. come back like you were talking about before yeah. um, in previous episodes. But yeah, I would love to see Chosen come back. It'd be really cool if Daniel walked into a room and his wife was there, Kumiko was there, uh, Ali was there, and the girl from Karate Kid 3 was there. That'd be awesome, too. He would turn around and run, bro. He would haul shit. What no, if, he would not. What if, Daniel, what if, what if Kumiko would put comes, on his headband and he would start crane kicking the shit out of everybody? What, what if Kumiko comes back and she has a kid that... <laughs> shit. What if, and what if Ali comes back and she has a kid? See? There you go. These motherfuckers just disappeared. They disappeared because they were they were pregnant as fuck. There you go. They got kids. Yeah, he, he would have to pay so much fucking alimony. He would have to fucking turn away his fucking um, dealership. I mean, if the kid, oh, it, that's that's rough because you know the kid would have grow grow up grew up in Japan. You can't seek no fucking type of child support for that shit. It's too late that's, now. That's true. That's true. So, hmm. uh, but uh, let's not teach people how to be creeps. Uh, JB, go ahead and give them your social media so we can get the fuck up I out can, of here, bro. I can be reached on Twitter at the P one JB. That's at T H E P one JB. And uh, yeah, you can check me out also on Facebook, Jab Bashrula Cage Three. I also do Cage Theory MMA podcast. You can catch that on Twitter at Cage Theory Pod and also catch us on Facebook as well. And I'm going to shoot it over to CEO Hayes, a.k.a. King Hayes. When do I get my invite to Cage Theory? Bro, you don't need an invite. The door is always open, bro. You got a key to that motherfucker. After, Because after, I, I, you know what, we'll talk. Because I mean, I'm a, after one of these pay-per-views, I'm a, I'm re, I've gotten back into MMA really hardcore since you started doing Cage Theory. Because I have to listen to my brother and I want to know what the fuck you're talking about. So... Yeah, appreciate that. Oh, for sure, bro. I love. You. Where can Come the on. peasants find King Hayes? You can follow King Hayes at CEO Hayes, as AKA CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at the Film Bros Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. The Film Frequency Pod at gmail.com. And then, lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so six one four five four seven two zero three nine. We out this bitch. What if Chosen is really Daniel's son's the daughter? The Chosen is the real. Yeah. What if he's the real dad? Got them Asian. Never mind. Bye. <laughs> yeah.